lot of us depend on employers to take care of us. Employers aren't obligated to take care of us. They're obligated for us to allow us to participate in their programs, but half the time the things that they offer, they don't even know about. You know, HR is, that's not their forte. And that's, I want people to understand that they need to begin taking care of themselves and implementing things for themselves. Um, because there's no way you live in a capitalist country where <laughs> you think somebody else is going to take care of you. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of a situation I still haven't named yet. But either way, you know, I reach out to certain people um, within like my peer group that I consider have phenomenal skills you know the people i consider to be unicorns who are helping out us in our society in today so today i have ryan harden who um has been helping me so forgive me because i haven't reached back out to you but either way he is a professional in just a financial planning world and i wanted to make sure i got him on so he can give us some gems to share today so ryan please introduce yourself to us tell them where you're, where you're from things like that all right well thank you for the introduction abby i'm ryan harden i'm originally from durham north carolina uh, now residing in fort worth texas and i specialize in financial planning here in the texas and work with individuals nationally yeah. awesome awesome so um in our previous conversation um you did not we actually know each other well are familiar with each other from college um i think uh we probably in passing our school was kind of weird johnson and wells either way yes. but you did not start off in financial planning can you give us a background on or well your background and what you went to school for and then kind of like how you ended up in financial planning that's a good question it's kind of weird how i ended up here um but as they say life takes you wherever it takes you right uh, i went to school at johnson wells for sports management my intention was to become a sports agent uh about a week into school i realized that's not what i wanted to do <laughs> So then I began the track of coaching as I played basketball and I love basketball and love to share that with people. And that's how I met a lot of people I know. Um, and I ended up coaching basketball for a while in Durham, uh, whether it's at high school, middle school, and in the AU circuit. Uh, I had a few kids who actually went on to do things in that field and further their basketball careers. Some are still playing today, which is awesome. But along that tr time of coaching, I started to realize and as I was looking around me, as Durham was becoming more gentrified, I'll say, that money was a big issue and that people were lacking in the financial literacy area. And so instead of just saying, hey, I want to go get money, I said, I want to actually make an impact on those people and be a, a resource to my community. So that's why I got into this field. And it's been a wonderful experience ever since that day I made that decision. <laughs> Awesome. What type of things did you do to pivot into this particular industry? Did you return to school? Like, what are some of the ways as you became more knowledgeable about it that you made these conscious decisions to go get, you know, the information to be able to share with your community? Uh, part of it was me learning a lot on my own and utilizing the skill that I learned at Johnson & Wales, that uh, skill of networking. <laughs> That's probably the biggest thing I learned at Johnson & Wales. And I found myself networking with different peers who were in the industry. And that's how I broke into the industry, starting with working at another firm. It's a different style of firm where I just worked with their clients that they had. And I learned a great deal there. It was a huge stepping stone. And then we got to the point where I wanted to be on my own. I realized as I was looking for opportunities that there wasn't many in my hometown for me. 
uh, just due to the climate there. So I looked elsewhere and I found the opportunity here in Texas. And that's what afforded me the opportunity to uh, come out on my own accord and be able to serve the people that I know and the extensions of them. What are some of the biggest gaps that you've noticed um, within financial planning or finances in general from like maybe our generation or maybe our parents' generation? But what are some of the the biggest things that we don't get or we are missing? Uh, Awareness. Awareness of what's going on around you. I mean, a lot of people forget that the power of the dollar has gone down over the years. We look at inflation. You know, we talk about what things cost us. 10, 15, 20 years ago. I can't go to Walmart today and spend 20 bucks the same way I did when I was in college. Like I used to be able to get a nice little week worth of food in college. Now it's like, oh man, I might be able to get like two days worth (laughs) of $20. I mean, you know, when gas was, I remember it was right after 9-11. I remember walking home, gas was $1.21 a gallon. Nowadays it's like $2.80, $2.90, $3, depending on what part of the country you're in. So, Income hasn't necessarily risen over the past 20 years. Not at all. The minimum wage is still $7.25. That was done when I was 16 years old. 16 years later, here we are. Everything has gone up. Cost of living has gone up. You can't get an apartment for more than less than $1,000 <laughs> anymore. Not even a one-bedroom studio. So, you know, back then it was like six, seven hundred bucks. So people need to realize what's going on in their society, you know, around them and why they don't have the same spending power. And at the same token, the other thing is that a lot of us depend on employers to take care of us. Employers aren't obligated to take care of us. They're obligated for us to allow us to participate in their programs. But half the time, the things that they offer, they don't even know about. You know, HR is that's not their forte. And I want people to understand that they need to begin taking care of themselves, implementing things for themselves, Um, because there's no way you live in a capitalist country where (laughs) you think somebody else is going to take care of you. (laughs) I understand that. Well, I know one of the the things that I've I've done and, you know, as well as I moved abroad, it wasn't necessarily. 100% a financial move, but it has definitely helped me financially being outside of the country and looking back and seeing all of the things that I was in a sense subject to when it came to to working for an employer, all of the the taxes and the just the the cost of living, like having to have a roommate because I wasn't making (laughs) enough money to live on my own and things of that nature. So, um, I'm I'm enjoying this this time and and looking forward to also you know speaking more with you to, on how I can continue to take advantage of the opportunities I have being away so that when I come back I don't you know fall back into just the system of things um, that are going on over there. I'm not saying that you know it's not a it's not bad bad for everybody, but there, there's different opportunities that you have when you're away. Excuse this quick interruption, but I have to stop here and make sure I give a shout out to Anchor. It's been the easiest way for me to make a podcast and it has been free. That's right. I said free. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Minimum setup required. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Make sure you go and download that Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. So, you know, I, I really appreciate your time. But one of the things I want to make sure I get out of you is um, just three tips that you would give to two people. And I'm going to ask you to speak directly to probably our generation, because I think we're in that pivotal moment where things can change for us, for the better or for the worse, if we don't start making plans. What are three tips that you would give us to get ourselves together? Uh, my three tips for people, especially of our generation, is number one, begin clarifying your vision of how you want to live your life, what it is that you want out of life. I mean, we know tomorrow is a promise today, you know, so we need to start planning. We need to start planning for tomorrow as if we're not going to be <laughs> there you know, and start implementing things because time is the one thing we don't get back. And we don't want to look back too late to implement things. You know, um, number two is budgeting, understanding where your money is going and being intentional about it and making sure that the things that you, the habits you have align with your goals. If they don't, you got to kick those habits and put a good support system in place to help you as far as getting those habits underway and clarifying your vision and help you achieve that vision. Um, the other thing is to begin investing. Um, I know investing is like the huge topic nowadays for people. Everybody loves to make money. They want to flip a dollar into two million, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. Go ahead. Let's do it. But really, I want people to get started on investing as early as they possibly can due to time horizons, you know, how fat, how long they may need that money. If we're talking retirement planning, you start at 20, well, 22. By the time you're 55, 60, you're going to be awesome. But be start early, be consistent with it, and diversify as early as you can. And that way, you know, you can have a nice ne nest egg because investing is really about putting money aside for your future. You're paying your future self. Uh, we spend so much money, you know, there's no reason even in our community that we should have the highest spending power, but yet the lowest income. Consumerism eats us alive <laughs> and it's eating us to the point where we keep ourselves in the in the in the dumps. So uh, that's really where I, I like to focus on with our generation about changing that narrative and there's a lot of people around the area across the country who are really on getting on board this train. And this, I really want everybody to board that train and, and get started early. Mm. Thank you for that. That's, that's one thing that I've definitely been looking into and trying to change my mindset that it's for my future self. Cause even when it comes to investing, like the ups and downs with the market, like the market right now has been pretty, yesterday was a rough day, but uh, understanding that yesterday was a rough day, but that doesn't mean that the, the investment that I've put in won't pay off, you know, in that five, 10, uh, 20 years from now and understanding that the future self is who I'm saving for and uh, just being cautious, not necessarily cautious, but being intentional when it comes down to it to say, hey, this isn't money that you're looking to take out of the ATM. This is money that you're looking to utilize when you're um, when you're older. So the market has been a little bit rough these days. Yesterday was a rough day for me, but understanding that the investment that I'm putting in, you know, I think we have to kind of understand like, yes, it is money, but 
like money is different in your bank account than it is like in the stock market and things like that. So this is not money that I'm looking to put in so I can go and take it out a month or two from now. This is money that I'm putting in so that I can utilize it 10, 15, 20 years from now. And developing that long mindset is something that I think is is even, it's difficult for me as well because yeah, like you said, consumerism. Like I, I don't find myself to be a big consumer unless it's like camera equipment. So I'm very guilty on that. Um, but outside of that, there's not a ton of things that I spend money on. But when you, when I sit down and realize how much money I've spent on just stuff, it's almost embarrassing that I haven't taken a portion of that and saved for my future because I think we just are so involved in living for the moment or recovering from our past and the things that we didn't have. Right. I think uh, you're just spot on with that. Uh, when it comes to investing, you know, yes, you don't want to put something in like stocks that you're like, hey, I need it back in a month or two. But that's where you got to understand what type of vehicles are out there that benefit you with the purpose of what you're looking to do. Um, and there's so many things out there, but you got to start researching and working with professionals who can help people with those things so that you can like do what you want to do. I mean, I can't name anybody who's successful who did something on their own. Everybody had to build a team. You know, and when I start thinking about that even more so, I'm like, all right, we live in a capitalist country. Nothing in place is built for its citizens. Nothing at all. Everything is based upon money. Then putting out a vaccine as fast as it was was about money to get people feeling comfortable enough to go back out in public and be a part of the economy. All of that was about money. So... Really, my thing is with the client, I want you to start thinking about your life as a business. You're the CEO of your life. You are responsible for everything that you have going on in your life. And there's so much that goes on in your life that you can't really handle. So you have to delegate tasks to different individuals. That's how I want people to start leading their lives. You are the CEO. I like that. On that note, I'm not going to keep you too long. But I would like for you to... Leave us some information for people who may just want to, you know, speak with you um, about some of the knowledge that you have. So are, what are the platforms or the avenues that people could be able to, to get in contact with you to continue a conversation to possibly have you as, as one of those people that are, uh, you know, the CEO saying, I need help in this department. Please help me. Well, you want me to type it or just tell it to <laughs> Well, you can you can tell it. I will. I will put it on screen for you. That's that's I'll do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, the easiest way to get hold of me is by phone. Um, I keep my my work my phone on me at all times. Look at me. Hold on. Wait. Let me just let me just make sure this is not your personal. This is this. No, is, this is not my I'm, personal. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. I don't want nobody messaging no wild stuff. So okay, just I don't put out. No wild Eight one seven nine four eight one nine nine zero. You can always reach me by email at Ryan Harden dot Harden R I N dot h-a-r-d-i-n uh at nm.com or you reach out to me on instagram um that's a little more personal but i'm always open <laughs> to reach being reached on instagram is way of rye that's my ig handle um but yeah i'm pretty open to connecting and talking and discussing things with people and even connecting them to the right people if it's outside of my realm because um, networking is is key in this world and everybody needs to know the right people 
so Ryan, I want to thank you so much for your time. All this information has been super valuable and I will get back on the wheel of getting my life together as CEO of my life. Um, so and people, if you have as a CEO of your life, what is the next thing that you need to get together, delegate to other people? Go ahead and drop that comment below. And I look forward to hearing your responses. Ryan, thank you once again. Thanks for having me, Abby.